Hey friends, welcome back to the Road Tripping Podcast, or should I say the not-so-road tripping podcast, because in today's episode, we are parked, (laughs) which is good news because probably the audio quality is going to be a lot better for you. Um, The bad news is that we're parked because I legally can't drive my car right now, and I will explain why in this episode, but that's going to be your open loop for a little bit. You're going to have to wait to hear why, because that's your open loop to keep you listening. (laughs) Um, I want to give you some context of what to expect today in this episode. So today, uh, I'm going to be venting a little bit, and I'm going to be venting because I've had a string of bad luck uh, over the past, you know, little bit. And this, um, and and I'm going to vent a little bit and kind of explain to you what the bad luck was just so you can kind of understand the context of it. Um, and I'm, and it's going to be therapeutic for me because it's going to allow me to say it all out loud and kind of, um, emotionally help me process a little bit of everything. But also what the point of me sharing this with you is because I want to share with you what I'm doing in response to the bad luck, right? Like how am I handling the bad luck and actually how I'm actually thriving through the bad luck and uh, hint, it comes down to um, a few strategic people that I've surrounded myself with and uh, dedicated my, my time and energy with. So the bad luck, basically, um, it, where do I start? <laughs> As you know from the last episode, um, you know, I, I, my, my stepbrother passed away in 2014 uh, my mom passed away in 2016. My dad passed away in 2018. Um, my, my stepdad, who was like a father to me, passed away in 2018. Um, shortly after he died, um, and this isn't bad luck so much as it is just like unfortunate situation, but this kind of, I'm going to tell you about this story because it's going to give context to things that are happening right now in my life. So right after my stepdad died. Um, I was at, I went, I, he died when I was in Germany and I made an emergency trip back from Germany to Cleveland, Ohio, where his funeral was. And the day after his funeral, um, my, my stepdad was not like, he was a fairly, like a fairly wealthy man. Um, not a millionaire, but he made a lot of money, um, through his private practice business. Um, it was less than a million dollar business, but it was, it did very well for itself. And he like, so he had this business and, um, he left me as the sole, uh, heir of every, like I, I was the, the, the only person named on his estate, basically his will. I was the only person on the will. Basically his will was set up that when he died, everything that he owned, I now owned. And, uh, I mean, that was something that him and I had talked about and like, especially after my mom died, just kind of like, we talked a lot about what life might look like after he dies as well. And, um, but one thing we didn't count on, or one thing we didn't talk about was the possibility that like other people would be really upset that I was the only person that got, was put on that will. Right. So after my mom died, Dave, Dave, my stepdad died two years after my mom died. 
um, about a year and a half, even late longer, like about a year and a half, maybe a little longer than that. After my mom died, Dave got remarried and to a woman that he had known for about like about less than a year, but they got remarried. And, um, a few months after they got remarried is when he died. So, and this woman, like, she seemed like a fine woman. Like I was, I was a little confused as to why he moved on so quickly, but I realized that it was very much an emotional thing. He was kind of, I mean, he, he called this woman the same pet names that he called my mom. Um, like he was alone and emotionally devastated and he was looking for something to fill that void. And he met this woman who he could kind of pretend like he had that same relationship still. Um, but he died a few months after she, after they got married and her and I had a fine relationship. Like we were, we were seemingly close and everything. But the day after his funeral, uh, I got locked in a, I got locked in a room by, uh, a couple people, including his, his, his wife at the time and basically threatened and harassed to sign over his estate to them. And I can't explain why, what it was like, why I didn't, what it was, but I, I ended up like, I ended up signing it to them that day. And like, they had me locked in the room. They were blocking the doorway. They were threatening to sue me. They were threatening to hold me up in court for so long that my career would be destroyed, that I would have to move back to Ohio. Um, that, uh, that in court, because the, this woman was legally married to Dave, uh, that, that would, um, out, that would win in court over Dave signing me to his will. And so they, they threatened and harassed me. Um, and I got very emotional and I kind of had this martyr attitude of like, well then F you then I don't need any of this. Like, I don't, I'm upset that my dad died. You two seem to be more upset about his stuff and I love him more than you. So F you, you can have all of his stuff cause I don't need it. I have what he taught me and I have my relationship with him and I actually care that he's dead. I'm not over here fighting over his stuff. That was kind of the attitude I had. And I, I basically said F you and signed it and left. And at the time I thought I was only signing over the business. I didn't realize I was signing over everything. Um, and so she ended up, so through that, like that happened back in 2018, that sets context for like what's coming soon. Right. Cause in the past year, a lot of things have come to light that made me realize that I don't actually have ownership of things that I thought I did, even though I was solely responsible for getting it set up and doing all the work and doing everything. Um, and it came as a big shock and my, what I consider the string of bad luck, like number one, um, slightly unrelated to that story, but, uh, my, my stepdad and I, we started a supplement company right before he died. And, um, just, uh, at the, in the middle of 2020, um, I had about $25,000 worth of inventory go missing, uh, from Amazon warehouses and basically Amazon after, after eight months of going back and forth with Amazon battling with them, um, they, uh, they concluded that they that the inventory was missing and there's nothing they can do. Here's $300 as a reimbursement for your missing inventory. 
which was over $25,000 worth of inventory and essentially putting me out of business and saying, good luck, there's nothing you can do. And I even talked to a few attorneys and they said, really, there's not much you can do. Um, we even found my inventory being sold on eBay about 10 months after it went missing from Amazon. And, uh, but still like my attorneys advised me not to pursue it and that there's nothing that could be done. Um, so ba that was, that was the middle slash end of 2020 that I got that news. And then about a month after that is when I realized that the hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of crypto that I had invested in was technically now owned by this woman, the, the woman that was married to Dave because I signed that estate over. So I thought I had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of crypto and come to find out that I actually had zero dollars worth of crypto and technically all of that is owned by this woman now. Um, which I tried to be fair and I tried to give her some of, I gave her some crypto and the deal was she like, I, I wanted to, I wanted her to, um, I wanted to know that she was going to be fair and I gave her, I gave her access to, to our account that I knew I could get access to and gave her about $12,000 worth of crypto. The rest of the crypto I can't access. I don't know how to access it. And I think that made her, that made her mad. And I gave her $12,000 worth of crypto and she basically told me to F off and I don't deserve any of it. So <laughs> she got free $12,000 from me. And anyways, um, that was recently. And so like at the end of 2020, that's like, I find out about my, my company going out of business. And then I find out about my crypto is completely gone. I don't have any crypto, none of that investment. Um, and then uh, start going through just like some struggles with the with a relate with my relationship. Like I was in a long term relationship for two and a half years, and through the pandemic, we just we had a lot of uh, um, just a lot of personal traumas and things coming up that triggered each other. And it wasn't we weren't finding healthy ways to communicate and deal with these things. So we decided to take a separation. And we separated and that's what ended up leading me to me moving back to the US and, um, you know, coming back to the US with this like unexpected four month road trip. Uh, it wasn't planned, like literally two weeks before the road trip, like I'm packing my stuff up out of my apartment and uh, um, taking a one way flight back to the US where I was grabbing my car to come back home. And the road trip wasn't a planned vacation. The road trip was my transitioning back home after going through a separation. And, um, and then I get back home and like immediately when I get back home, um, my family, like I, I'm staying in a house with my stepmom and my 17 year old sister and my three year old niece and my four year old nephew and my 78 year old grandmother and their puppy slash their two elderly dogs and uh it's a lot of energy in that house and a lot of like one I'm learning how to be a parent kind of in a sense because I'm 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 in this small house with my niece and my nephew and um I'm the only man in the house and I'm establishing a relationship with them but also learning how to be a parent at the same time and um so going through all doing like going through that transition and then after being on the road for so long like being exhausted coming home to rest and relax um for a few weeks uh immediately when i get back um our landlord tells my stepmom that 
that they need us to move out of the house by the end of the month. So less than 20 days. And my stepmom has lived in that house for 13 years. And, um, and like I said, we've got a three and a four year old living in this house and all these people and to have this bomb dropped on us, like, nope, you have to be out by the end of the month. We want to sell the house. And, um, legally they can't do that. Like legally they can't kick us out by the end of the month. And I know that, but, um, there's still this pressure of like, now we need to find a place. Like we, we've got to, we got to get everything packed up. We got to, you know, help the kids understand what's going on. We need to find a place to live. We need to figure out what's next. And, um, and with that, uh, you know, I just got back home. The reason why my car is parked and why I legally can't drive it is because on my title, um, I need to, I need to update my registration and my, um, my plates for my car. And in order to do that, I need to show my title for my car. And, um, with the title of my car, my mom, my biological mom and I, we bought my car back in 2015 and the title contains my name and her name, which by law means, which I found out by law means she is, my mom is 50% owner of the car. I am 50% owner of the car. It's not that we're both 100% owners of the car. It's that she is a 50% owner and I am a 50% owner. And after she died, um, that 50% ownership that she had went to her next surviving kin, which would have been Dave because he was still alive and that was her spouse. So that 50% ownership went to Dave. And after Dave died, his 50% ownership of the car went to the estate. And we know where the estate went. Now, the estate owner doesn't know, and I don't care, whatever. Um, I'm sure like, I, I'm sure she's not listening to this podcast, but if she is, like, whatever. <laughs> um, so I just got that news this week. So it's just like, you know, series. And so now my car, I can't drive my car. The road tripping podcast is parked temporarily. As I sort through this, I'm trying to figure out like the next steps and take care of this. Um, but at the same time, you know, like going through all these things and this series of bad luck, um, I'm finding ways to take care of myself and I'm not losing myself in all of this. Um, I'm handling each thing as they come. And, and on top of that, I, I forgot to mention, I also got a huge tax bill as well. So <laughs> that'll be fun. That is fun. I'm paying for that too. Um, but we, I don't, um, I'm not losing myself in these things. What I'm doing instead is taking them as they come in and I'm leaning on the support systems around me in order to handle these things pro systematically, proactively and, um, uh, and to prioritize and not try to take everything on at once. And what that comes down to is the, the group of people of coaches and mentors and support that I've, uh, surrounded myself with that I've created around myself or not created around myself, but I've, uh, yes, surrounded myself with. And that is though this core group of people around me is why I'm able to not only survive so many hard things in my life or whatever, but to actually grow through it and actually thrive because of it. 
um, because of the bad luck, because of the hard things that pop up in my life, I am better. And I want to shout out these people around me because these are individuals around me, but they have, they focus on particular things that have impacted me massively. And I literally will, will say that any person listening to this episode, to this podcast would benefit from having these people or these kinds of people around you because they, they fill all the buckets I need. Um, from a mental, emotional health standpoint and from a personal and professional growth standpoint, they fill all those boxes, all those checks that I need. And so I just want to shout out these people. And I also want to recommend that if you're listening to this, that you please uh, consider having these kinds of people around you as well. Uh, it just makes, I don't know how I could have made it through some of these hard, some of these things that I've gone through in these past few years, if not for these, for, for, for specific people around me. Like, yes, I am strong. Yes, I am smart. Yes, I am adaptable. Yes, I can survive. Yes, I can thrive. I, I alone am enough, but I don't know what, I don't know how it would have looked or how it would have gone if not for the people around me. So, um, the, the, these specific coaches that I've had in my life, they, are these um, number one? I have a theta healer named Karen. I don't have a theta healer. I work with a theta healer. Her name is Karen, and theta is really hard to describe. But I'm going to do my best to describe it after I list everything. So I have a theta. I work with a theta healer. I work with a masculine embodiment coach. I work with a mind scan coach. I work with a business mastermind what else Karen yeah right Karen Theta. uh-huh yeah and then and then I have my my family and loved ones right so um, Karen my Theta the Theta healer that I work with um, she came into my life around the time that I was, it was in the middle of the pandemic and it was around the time that I was realizing that I have a lot of traumas that I've been running from and I can't ignore them anymore. It was around that time where I could no longer run anymore and I was having some intense feelings and emotions pouring out of me and I didn't know what it was or where it was coming from or what to do about it. And it was very confusing it was a very confusing time. It was a very sad and lonely time because I didn't know what it was. Therefore, I couldn't explain what it was. Therefore, nobody could understand me or resonate with me. And um, Karen, as a theta therapist, I started working with Karen. And she works as like a therapist, right? Like we talk about my childhood a lot. And we, we, we bring up memories and we talk through things. We talk through memories. But then what she does is she has this way of changing my energetic response to those memories and helping me um she's able to replace the negative energetic response with a positive energetic response so whenever i think of these memories in my life or like i i feel something that reminds me of uh i, I feel a trigger that is coming from one of these memories in my life i'm able to then um 
just, I, I'm able to shift almost like a, a, a radio dial to a positive feeling about it. And it's really interesting how she does it. And I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's kind of woo-woo a little bit, but she taps into me, like my energy source on the call. And as we're talking through things, like she's, she's asking questions and bringing up things that, um, that just, that, that are spot on and they land and, and she knows she, she's able to like, I don't, it's so hard to describe, but it's so powerful to be able to talk through memories that you didn't, you don't even really, you didn't even really remember that you remembered and talk through those memories and the energy and the emotional response that you had to those memories. And then realizing that you're still having that same emotional response. They're just showing up to different triggers and then to be able to completely shift your, your emotional response to those triggers. It's so powerful and it's so empowering. Um, and Karen has, I mean, I think that Karen has given me a breath of fresh life, like a breath, a fresh breath of life. Uh, and she hasn't given it to me. She's held the space for me to get it, but I highly recommend a theta therapist, um, for emotional, uh, healing, trauma, healing, um, things like understanding where that, like, if you have self-sabotage, where is that coming from or addiction? Where is that coming from or a fear or trauma or whatever? She's so good at uncovering that. And then she, helping shift the body's reaction to that to a more empowering stance uh she she's absolutely amazing uh the next person i want to mention is my mind scan coach jared and um i had no idea what this was and it, it was very interesting test but um jared does what's called a mind scan uh and a mind scan is like a quiz that you take that basically unveils how your brain works like how you make decisions what's your come from what are your strengths what are your weaknesses um and it does and it gives you a full detailed analysis of how your brain works and i kind of touched on it like it tells you how you how you make decisions like what are the factors that you take into consideration when you make decisions it tells you your innate strengths it tells you your potential strengths like things if you leaned into more what you could um what you can get, uh, what, what could be potentially become a massive strength. It tells you your weaknesses and it gives you a detailed report of how you can lean more into your strengths, how you can cultivate those potential strengths and how you can mitigate the risks that come from your weaknesses. This, this, my, the mind scan report is freaking, that alone is phenomenal. It's only 49 bucks for the mind scan report. And it gives you that full, that analysis, the breakdown of how the brain works. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. And, uh, but then beyond that, Jared then ha has worked with me on a weekly basis. Uh, he works with his clients on a week, uh, however you said it. But for me, we work on a weekly basis. We get on an hour call once a week and we, he calls it the mindset gym and we do what he calls mindset pushups. And he basically is working with me to, in a nutshell, to execute what was in that um, mind scan report. And uh, like, like the results I got from the mind scan report, like how to uh, pull out my strengths more, how to cultivate those potential strengths, how to protect myself from my weaknesses. And 
it's it has been a completely transformative process. I mean, I started working with him after I had already gotten back in the U.S. Like I was already back in the U.S. Um, it was right on the back end of an event that that I put on, I helped put on in Montana, and um, I was in transition on the road. I was completely ungrounded. Um, trying to run a team while survive, while travel, while all the, all these things. And, um, he helped me develop, um, perspective on the things going on in my life and will, and on who I get to be through those things in my life. Uh, kind of like. I've gotten so much more clear on who I am, on who I really, really am and how I operate that whenever something, a challenge comes up in my life, like I don't, I don't need to respond to it because I know who I am through this moment and I'm just going to come through and be me. And I have the men, the mental um, fortitude because going to the mindset gym every week and doing these mindset push-ups is building a mental fortitude to where it's hard for me to break. Like it takes a, it takes a lot to break me. I can handle anything. I, I'm going to handle all of these things, like all the bad luck that I mentioned. Yeah. Sometimes it feels heavy and sometimes it feels overwhelming. And sometimes I feel like I can't do it, but the truth is, is that I can and I will. And at some point I'm going to look back on this and be like, I did it. <laughs> and look, there's another challenge. I'm going to do that too. And, you know, I'm somebody who wants to be a successful person. I'm somebody who wants to be a, an impactful person. And I'm somebody who wants to be an authentic person. And with all of those things comes big challenges. Big challenges are presented to people who can handle them. And to people who say they want them, who say they want to be that person who can handle them. And so to me, it's a blessing to take on these challenging challenges and to overcome them so that when I look back one day, I can add it to my resume of challenges that I've overcome and feel like a powerful fucking man for that. So, um, the mental pushups, the, the mind scan report with Jared Haining, absolutely incredible. I highly recommend it. Um, the third thing that I, the third thing that I mentioned is my masculine embodiment, the masculine embodiment program that I'm, I've gone through with Evan Meyer or Mayor Meyer, Mayor Meyer, uh, Evan, um, that program that taught me how to manage those moments when it does feel overwhelming or like too much, like in the thick of that moment, when things are feel so bad that the world is collapsing and nothing's ever going to be good again. I, what I got from Evan's program, his masculine embodiment program is the tool, a tool set of things that I can do in those moments to navigate through those moments and grow through those moments and become stronger and better in that moment when things feel the worst and how to, how to thrive through it and then proactively proactively um um what's the word like fortify myself to where i can it makes it even harder to get back to that or makes it so that i i 
if I do get back to that, I stay there for less time. Um, what, the way that Evan described the masculine embodiment program is we are simultaneously, we are sensitizing our, um, our nervous system so that we have the capacity to feel more. And then we're, we're, we're sensitizing it so that we can feel more. And then we're also building a tolerance so that we can hold that feeling longer. So I've, I've felt more in touch with my emotions than ever before since doing this masculine embodiment program. I feel more in touch with my feminine energy more than ever before. I feel more grounded and proactive in my life. I feel like things that come, in, come up in my life as challenges, I'm able to breathe through it, manage it, and um, turn it into a blessing, really. And a lot of, a lot of great things have come from it. I mean, that, that program is absolutely amazing. It's, it's helped me deal head on with my fear of death. It's helped me deal head on with codependent relationships. Um, that program with Evan ha, has helped me through some massively difficult times in my life. And I am 100% a much better man today as a result of going through that program. I'm here, like, I'm home in Ohio right now with living temporarily in the same house with my niece and my nephew because I wanted to be a man in their life, a, a healthy, masculine, um, grounded, loving, connected man in their life, which they don't have. And I think that's a direct result of my time in this program. One, the decision to be here, and two, the ability to remain here is a direct result of my time in that program. And it's been huge. It's been absolutely huge. So um, Evan in his masculine embodiment program has been massive for me. The last thing I mentioned is, um, you know, the last thing I mentioned is, a, is, is my, our business mastermind. And it's a mastermind that I help run, but I'm also a part of it as well. And it's a group of people that are in a similar career path as me, or at least taking on challenges that are as large as mine feel, <laughs> that feel as large as mine feel. Um, people that are committed to growth, that are committed to personal development, that are committed to being leaders in this world, to making an impact, and to building something that lasts, that outlives them. And to be in a group of people like this that lift me up and inspire me, um, and also have skill sets and experiences that can help me through the difficult ones that pop up in my life. Um, these are, it's, this is my rock in this world. Like besides my family, like outside of my family, my ma the mastermind group that I'm a part of is my rock. And we're in communication every single day. We get on live video calls every single week. We check in with each other. We lift each other up. If one of us, one of us, uh, Ashley DeLuca, shout out to Ashley DeLuca. She's launching a book this, um, she's launching her book this week, her first ever book. She's a published author now. And, um, and of course, everybody in the mastermind, we are the first ones to pre-order that book. We're the first ones to go to the plate. We're, we're shouting her out. Um, we're going to do everything we can to help her succeed and to help ourselves succeed and to make a positive impact in this world. And to surround yourself with a group of people like that is so inspiring and uplifting and it puts you into momentum. It turns obstacles into blessings and not much, like not even much of an obstacle. Um, it turns 
complications into simplification, um, et cetera. It's, it, it, it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. I've been in a business mastermind for, um, I started, I was in, I got in my first business mastermind back in 2016. Now it's 2021. And I will say that I'll never not be in a business mastermind. And I will say that I'm a little biased, but the mastermind that I help run with George Bryant is the most heartfelt, authentic, momentum-based, family, family family-first type mastermind I've ever experienced in my life. And anybody who owns a business that is focused on making a positive impact in somebody's life and who also doesn't is not willing to sacrifice their family or their health or their their mission on this world for work or business or or clients or anything like that it's for people that are very mission oriented that want to make an impact in this world that want to make a difference but they're also um and they're not willing to make sacrifices against the things that they want it's the most it's the most impactful mastermind ever I've ever experienced in my life, and the group of people are absolutely amazing, and so, and George is just George is George is so special, uh, he's like a brother to me, and he has he has been a rock to me through, for these past few years, and to have people like that in your corner, is like having a a, a superpower in itself. And I'll say that no matter what the bad luck is that's going on in your life, no matter what the challenge is that you're facing, um, you don't have to go through it alone. And in fact, it's probably more, um, it's probably more selfish to go through it alone. It's probably less selfish to involve people in your challenges because people want to support you and they want to help you and they want to feel special in your life. And what better way to feel special than to help somebody through something that's really challenging them and then to see them thrive on the other side of it. Like what better gift could you have? Uh, my mind scan coach, Jared brought this up today. And, uh, cause I told him that I have a hard time. Like uh, if I ever was in a hard place and I needed to borrow money from somebody, I would probably rather be homeless than reach out and ask for money. And I, I said that on the call and he was like, okay, well imagine your niece or your nephew, um, they're off away at college. Right. And they got a, their car broke down and the car broke down, causing them not to make it to class. Uh, and it was a $250 fix. And it, if they couldn't get a fix, they wouldn't be able to make it to class. And if they couldn't make it to class, they were going to fail and have to drop out of school. And he said, what if you found out two weeks later that they just decided to fail and drop out of school instead of call you and ask you for 250 bucks? Like, how would you feel about that? And I said, well, I would feel bad. I would want them to call me. And he's like, yeah, that's like, don't take that away. Don't take that opportunity away from people who love you to support you. Um, and, and, and people who love you, like that's one thing, but then also surround yourself with experts who can help you navigate specific things in your life. And if you don't know where to start, then maybe, then maybe consider one of the thing, one of the people that I've mentioned on my list here today, uh, a theta therapist and my theta therapist, Karen, Karen, is phenomenal if you ever want to if you ever want to get connection to any of these people on my list i'm going to tell you about let me know and i will get you connected to them you can reach out to me on facebook or you can search um uh you can search for you can search for them i'll tell you some stuff here but um 
Karen, my theta therapist, Karen, uh, my, my mindset coach, Jared, my mind scan coach, Jared, um, my, my masculine embodiment coach, Evan, my private mastermind, George Bryant and the mastermind. Um, if you can surround yourself with, with these kind of people, there's not much that can, there's, there's no such thing as too much. I mean, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not phased. <laughs> I have a lot of things that I have to deal with right now, a lot of challenges, um, a lot of uncertainty and I'm excited for them and I'm ready and I feel supported. And I feel like with this group of people that I just mentioned here outside of my family, my family, of course, like is a non-negotiable, of course, they're on that list. You just can't have my family. <laughs> but, um, with these people I mentioned on my list, like, I feel like all my box, all my boxes are checked and I feel safe and supported and like nothing can get me and nothing can take me down. Um, so a theta therapist, a mind scan coach, a masculine embodiment coach or a feminine embodiment coach if you're a f female and then a private mastermind. I recommend Karen for theta. I recommend Jared for mind scan and I recommend Evan for masculine embodiment. And I recommend George Bryant for Mastermind. Um, if you want introductions to any of these people, you can reach out to me on Facebook. My name is Tyler Atwell. You can see my name on my. Um, you can see my name on the logo art of the podcast, Tyler Atwell's Road Tripping Podcast. I'm on Facebook. My name is Tyler Atwell. My profile picture is me and my mom. My mom is a blonde woman. I am wearing sunglasses and a hat backwards. We're standing in front of the ocean. Um, or you can add me on Instagram. My handle is Tatwell, T-A-T-W-E-L-L-713. Um, I think that one is a picture of me brushing my teeth. <laughs> I can't remember. Or a picture of me with a cat. One of the two. I can't remember. But um, yeah, if you want an introduction to any of these people, reach out to me. I'll get you introduced. Uh, they, they're all, um, you know, they're all professionals. They are, they work, you know, they can work with you. Um, I can get you an introduction to them they have been massively impactful for me. And I, I, I struggled to record this episode because I want, I really wanted to do justice here because the, the amount that these people have helped me out in life and given me hope and a breath of fresh air, um, is just, it goes beyond words. And I just hope that you can feel how grateful I am for these people and how much, uh, I believe in what they do and, and the difference they've made. So, um, I highly recommend checking them out. Uh, also speaking of our mastermind, uh, I actually just did a session yesterday too with, um, Serena. Um, I need to talk to her and figure out a little bit more about what she does. That was pretty game. That was a game changer too. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I'm going to bring each of these people on the podcast as well. I'm going to start having a, a guests on the podcast here in the next few weeks. Since I'm parked, I can do that. And, um, I'm going to bring each of these people on so you can kind of hear from them what they do and what, um, kind of how you can best reach out to them and get in touch with them and work with them. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. That's what I'm going to do. And I already talked to Jared about this. I'm, I'm, I talked to Jared about having him on the show, but I'm going to reach out to all of them and, uh, we're going to do interviews with each of these people and I'm going to let them explain what they do and hopefully hook you up with, uh, some tools or resources that can help you get through you know, a hard time at any time. So that's today's episode. That's how 
I'm turning bad luck into good luck. That's how I'm thriving through, through um, difficult times and how I'm feeling supported every single step of the way. Nothing is ever too much for you to handle. You are never alone. You always have support. You just have to look around because here we are. And we love you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye. That's the cold, hard truth. Slip one in my drink, twist it, sip and get loose. I'm tired. Leave it on a side note from Cleveland to Chicago. Inspiration anywhere that I go. Every damn night, lay awake, same thing. Playing brain games, slave to the chain gang.